Hi there, guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Murray Musings, uh, your favourite Andy Murray podcast, possibly because it's the only Andy Murray podcast out there. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for tuning in yet again, guys. Um, so, this episode is going to be an interesting one because, wow, the last few episodes that we've released have been um, interviews, both of them interviews with quite uh quite big names in the uh in the industry right um so we we had blair on uh, a couple of episodes back and then our last episode was uh yeah with uh with the rothenberg uh which was which was an interesting one as well but there's been other changes since then as well like we've um we've we've had to say wave goodbye to rashmi um rashmi is uh just taking some take, take, taking some time out. I'm sure she'll pop up again at some point, right, Peter? Is that is that right? I think I think yeah, that's the idea. Um, hopefully, uh, she'll pop up every now and then. She's just really busy with work. But having Blair Henley on, the best and lovely sports MC in the business, and Ben Rothenberg, the infamous uh, freelance New York Times reporter, has been amazing for our podcast, and we love to have people on like that yeah we've had such like fantastic feedback from you guys in relation to that as well it's been yeah it's been a kind of uh for me anyway i don't know about you but absolute kind of uh roller coaster of emotions over the last couple of weeks because <laughs> yeah we had all these highs and lows and then obviously yeah like rashmi rashmi's departed now as well so it's uh yeah it's been such a kind of up and down period but you know what i'm, I'm excited to see to see what's next for Murray Musings and to see, you know, what other guests we can maybe get on to have a wee chat with Andy in the future. But uh, yeah, for this episode, for this episode, it is going to be a little bit chiller because our last couple of episodes with both Blair and Ben um, were, were, were quite long, right? I'm not sure. Uh, Ben's was definitely long. Ben's must have been touching two hours, right? Was it touching two oh, yeah. hours? Just yeah, it was uh, a bit longer. Uh, I wanted to keep Blair short and sweet, so... Just like her. Yeah, Blair's was just under. Uh, Blair's was just under an hour, I think. I think Blair's was just under an hour or so. But yeah, Ben's was Ben's was a bit longer because, you know, Ben talks a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Ben, you know what? Big fan now. Big fan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> big fan. Um, I, I love that we converted you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It, it, well, it just took him, you know, two two hours, two hours to you know convert to me to Ben himself, Rothenberg. Uh, longer than tweet. <laughs> Oh gosh, Ben! If you are listening, we'll have you back on anytime. You know that. You know that. Um, but yeah, so wow. Um, so yeah, we're we're sat here now recording our our fifteenth episode with um, not that much Andy news, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been radio silent, so. We're just a little worried here. Yeah, this, listen, we don't, we, I, I hope, I hope that we don't record this episode. We, 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 I hope we don't like listen to it back after we've released it and realize that it's like a huge, like, we don't want to make it like a Debbie Downer episode, right? But we do want to talk about our kind of concerns because I think, yeah, me, me and Peter have chatted a wee bit before, like this episode started about, uh, a, a little bit about how, yeah, how, how, how a bit, a bit worried we are about, about the lack of lack of news because what what was the last like him pulling out of Miami right that's that's the last we heard right is that is that right yeah. like did, we haven't heard anything else so 
it's kind of just like there's literally been nothing. I think the only things that we've seen uh, is him, uh, you know, or one of his team, of course, whoever runs the social media, just posting a few um, sponsor sponsorship for clothing on his Instagram. But that's literally it. Like I don't think we've, um, I don't think we've heard anything. And I, I thought he was going to play the full clay season. I thought that's something that he said he was going to do. Um, but I, I, I don't know. What, what, was that what he said? Did he say something? Did he say? Did he say he was going to miss Monte Carlo? Like I don't know. But I didn't hear that he was going to miss Monte Carlo. Um, and I would love for him to play and uh, win Monte Carlo. Um, Indian Wells and Monte Carlo are the only major tournaments um, that he hasn't won. So yeah, I, and I, Monte I, Carlo I mean... is just so beautiful. The courts yeah. are amazing. Yeah, I think, like, up until a few years back, I, you know, I was like, maybe he's, uh, you know, I he, he hadn't he hadn't won any of the Masters 1000s on clay, had he? Like, he hadn't won Rome or Madrid, um, and then he managed to, managed to win both of those because he suddenly became beast on clay. Uh, yes. <laughs> he suddenly became so good on the surface. Um, and yeah, like, Indian Wells, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about Indian Wells for Andy. He just doesn't play well there on the hard courts. It's I don't a know, slow but... court. It's, is that it's what that is? It's court. Is that what that is? Yeah. Is that, is that what the issue is? Because yeah. I've been so long trying to work that out. Because I was like, it's a hard court. It's kind of like Andy's forte. Like It's literally yeah. the slowest hard court. I think they tested the surface for several years. And so oh, really? I'm, I'm done with Indian Wells. Yeah, to be honest, same. Like, I I think I'm I still wake up sweating with with cold sweats from the like the times where he lost the Australian Open like final and like he had those. It, it used to be a classic kind of like thing where Andy would have a bit of a down period after losing like the in the final of Australia, and he would just bomb out of Indian Wells in like the first second round, and I was like, oh no, Andy, Andy, Andy. So I think I'm totally on the same wavelength. I'm like. It's just not a tournament. It's not his tournament that he'll never win. But I, well, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of with you, Peter. Like with Monte Carlo, I'm like, I, I think he could do well there. Like you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like the thing is, obviously with Clay, like how's his body feeling? Like we don't know. I, is it? I've heard, I've heard mixed with Clay surface though. Like, is it supposed to be good for the body if it's sore? I don't know. Like Rafa plays well there. Uh, like, I on think Clay. it's supposed to be a little bit better, but the sliding, um is a little problem um so that's what i'm worried about yeah like because i don't know like because obviously rafa plays well they're having had tons of injury issues yeah like obviously like but his injury issues are primarily on the knees which i guess maybe the sliding helps with uh you know I, again I'm not huge huge expert on the exact court surfaces dynamics um so that might be why yeah and i guess maybe like the hip joint maybe doesn't Bode well with Clay, I don't know, but I, as far as I remember, when he pulled out of Miami, he said he was going to play, and then he was going to play a full Clay court schedule, um, and then the draw comes out today, and he's not in it, and so <laughs> I guess he's not playing Monte Carlo, I guess, but we yeah. don't know him. He's never, he's not made a, he's not made an announcement, um, and. Like, yeah, again, I think I think we're both kind of on the same wavelength in terms of, like, no Andy news doesn't necessarily mean good news, right? In the past. Yeah. Going by past, kind of, um, 
past assessments of 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 Andy and like when he's kind of revealed kind of big news it's usually came after a period of kind of radio silence from his team um i i kind of always feel that when he's doing well and when things are good we'll see like a practice photo or you know something or like even on his instagram he'll post something or he'll joke around or or something like that and yeah i mean we haven't had anything yet like yeah. like we haven't had anything at all and maybe maybe we're just overthinking things like that could be it like we could, we're andy fans and we're uh classic classic overthinking situation but like you know obviously yeah he's recently became a father that was obviously in my head as well like you know he's recently became a father again like so you know he could just be spending time at home like that could yeah. be it like that literally could be it um and you know if that is it fine great cool but andy could you maybe kind of like let us know like <laughs> <laughs> You have to tell us everywhere you've been (laughs) and everywhere you're going. (laughs) Just like anything, Andy, like tell us something. Like even if things aren't going well, Andy, we want to know. We want to know. We want to, you know, like give you encouragement and, you know. um, But when you just disappear at us like this, we're just left wondering and rambling into a microphone on an Andy Murray podcast (laughs) because we're sad and we're worried about you. All right. (laughs) I'm trying to be optimistic. So, are you are you the and, and I think one? it's okay. more so because it's like he's never won Monte Carlo and it's like eh, if he doesn't show up for Rome and Madrid then I'd get worried. Yeah. I just I'm like yeah, yeah, I th- I think I would agree. I think I would agree. I, somebody said to me on Twitter the other day that like maybe he's saving himself for grass. But I was like I, people have been telling me, like, for the last few years, maybe he's just saving himself for this. Maybe he's just saving himself for that. I was like, no, he needs to play and get matches. <laughs> he needs to play now, Peter. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. I'll give him Monte Carlo. I'll give him Monte Carlo. Okay. You can skip out on Monte Carlo, Andy. Like, you're okay. We understand. If you don't pitch up for Rome or Madrid... Then we're gonna have to phone you up and be like, hey, yeah. what's, "What's going on?" Right? That's like, when we panic, and then that's when <laughs> me personally being like, "Rafa's gonna win Roland Garros." It's like, okay, like <laughs> let's just skip clay altogether, focus on grass. Like, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, like I need the French Open to be somewhat a viable men's tournament. It's. It's definitely gotten to the point where it's like, pencil him into the final, like, who's going to go up against Rafa? Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean... Put up your hands and be like, okay. I mean, it's true, like... Come on, somebody, just challenge Yeah, team team might come out of nowhere, but then he's not in great form. Djokovic, your man Djokovic, your favorite player, Peter, Novak Djokovic. Like, you absolutely love Novak. He could, you know, he could come out of nowhere. Um or Andy, Andy could come. No, uh, <laughs> I think realistically, well, realistically, we just want to see Andy playing on a clay court. That's all we want to see. Uh, yeah, like we don't, you know. I, 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 you know what? I'll say that. I'll say that, and then he'll come back and he'll play, and he'll lose like his first match, and I'll be like, no, I'm still not happy. <laughs> I wanted to win. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. Basically, guys, what we're saying is we're making this episode 
And we're just going to complain about the fact that Andy hasn't given us any news for half an hour. So hopefully <laughs> you'll stick with it. Uh, no, we're not just going to complain about that. But we, we, we do we do feel like, yeah, we, we, we do feel like, we do feel slightly apprehensive about our boy. Um, and, and, you know, um, and, I, you know, I think, yeah, Peter says he's feeling a bit more optimistic. Maybe maybe you guys are feeling a bit more optimistic as well. If so, let us know in the comments. Like, comment at us on Twitter. Like, tell us to cheer up and uh, tell, t- tell, you know. You can at, at, at Murray Musings and just be like, Scott, cheer up. That's all you need to say. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try and work on that in the future. But um, I think I think my thing is I just get quite, uh, you know, I, I immediately think of the worst when it comes to, you know, silence from Andy. But... Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll wake up next week. Maybe I'll wake up next week and, you know, he'll announce that he's playing Rome, he's playing Madrid, and things are okay. So I'll I'll wait out. But if we're recording an episode of Murray Musings next week and we still haven't heard anything from him, can I have an issue? Can I have an issue? Uh, <laughs> right. Shall we move on to some yeah, other some other some other discussion? The, uh, draw for Monte Carlo. Right, um, which just came out today. Do you want to yeah. have you got it up, Peter? Yeah. Um, have you got yeah. it up as well? Uh, you know what? No, I haven't because I'm bad at preparing for Murray Musings, Peter. How do you not realize this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could up. cut this part out, but let's leave it. No, in. no, no. We will leave it in. I think everyone knows by this point that I'm the I'm the unprepared one uh, in 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 our trio. Uh, like to be honest, I think that's quite apparent by now. Let me just find it, actually. Let me just find it. I retweeted it a while ago without really even reading it because I'm like, ah, let's retweet that because people might be interested. Yeah, uh, I quickly saw the qualifying draw and I didn't even retweet it. I was like, uh, just scanning and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, I like, out of that, cool. I, I saw the draw and I was like, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I did scroll right into it and be like, where's Andy? And he wasn't there. But, you know, I won't get on to Andy again, okay? I won't get on to Andy again. Um... Right, so what have we got? Any any popcorn first round matches for you, Peter? Any um, standouts? So Gofan and uh, Chilich, they're playing, so that's Ooh-hoo! fun. So let's look that at is a fun one. Uh, the top of the draw. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing you. Novak is the top seed, top dog for. Uh huh. Of course. Uh huh. Which you're which you're uh, excited about? You're penciling yeah. him in for um, winning. But Sinner uh, is in his. Uh, um, portion just right up there just yeah floating around so yeah is that, that not that that'll be a that'll be his first round match right if if center beats um yeah ARB. albert ramos vanolis yeah, yeah. uh so. which yeah that's i'm not gonna lie novak has a tough draw like novak has a tough draw <laughs> to be honest so yeah, looking at it i do realize that because he's got hubie um coming up hopefully he goes to the third round as well mm-hmm. so i mean he will like surely he will like well i mean the only thing that might stop him is because he's uh done so well on hardcore right like the transition there might be a bit of a problem for him but realistically yeah he'll probably do quite well um he'll probably so her yeah, catch he just won miami and so he's got a qualifier and then he either plays dusan Lajevic or dan evans i think dan will possibly win that match yeah um, but i read i read somewhere i read somewhere like and again this is just me spouting off something that i saw on twitter and painting it as fact but i saw somewhere that dan has not played well on clay in the past okay. few years yeah i i think i think some i i'm you know i'm gonna say this 
people are immediately going to be like, that is complete crap. Scott's got all the facts wrong. But I think, I read somewhere, that Dan Evans hasn't won a clay court match since 2019, I think. I mean, um, 2020 was a wash. So, I know, I know, I, mean, I know, if, I know. I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Way. But I honestly don't know how he plays on clay. I know um, I can compare Cam uh, Nori to Dan a lot. Um, and so I think Dan was playing well earlier this year. So I just figured that he might, you know, beat Dusan. Even though Dusan's a very capable player. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the discourse that was, um, uh, the people, because obviously, uh, Medvedev is now ranked number two, uh, in the world. Um, so it's Novak's number one and Medvedev is number two and Rafa's number three. So technically speaking, Rafa and Novak can be in the, could have been in the same half. Uh, but yeah, I so saw a lot of people were like, boo, we wanted to see them in the same half. We didn't want to see them meeting in the final, but I mean... Yeah, I'm glad know. that they're uh, possibly going to meet in the final. Yeah, very, very, very possible that might happen. Um, I think people are also intrigued by uh, another of your faves, Peter, another of your faves. We, we just like to make fun of the fact that you hate a lot of tennis players, Peter. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Actually, let me talk about Novak for a second. So I'm trying to warm up back to, like, being a Novandy, Novak and Andy... You are? ...kind okay. of stan again. Because it's like, he's going to be there for another five, six, seven, <laughs> ten more years. Who knows? And so I was going through all these pictures of Cincy and uh, other uh, pictures, and I was like, wow, remember the glory days when Novak didn't beat Andy so much <laughs> at the Australian Open? Like, remember yeah. the days where, like, they actually hugged it out at the yeah. net mm-hmm. and they played doubles together? Like, they did play doubles, do yeah. That, that? Yeah, I do so remember that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. And, I mean, they even had the Instagram Live last year where it's like, oh, we're friends, so we're cordial. Maybe I need to be cordial with Novak and his fans, especially. That's <laughs> more so the issue, but we won't go there. I mean, so all all the Novak fans who tune into us uh, every weekend are always like, Peter! We don't like Peter. Get Peter off the show because we get loads of people saying that um, all all the time. Peter, I just, I just keep them away from you. Um, are now are now like you can re- you can relax now. You can relax now. Peter is you know changing into a Novak stand again. Um, so, but yeah, no. What I was gonna say, like, I wasn't gonna say Novak. I was gonna say uh, your boy Medvedev, who you. Oh yeah, he can <laughs> he can get in the band. Uh, uh, well, the thing with Medvedev is people are in- interested because Medvedev is inter- entering the clay court season um, as world number two, uh, having won uh, approximately like he's, he, he, I'm right in thinking he's won like one or two matches at the French Open. Like, is that right? Like, he's yeah, I he's don't really know because I don't watch him that much. Well, yeah, so he's he's. Not great on clay, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I think people I heard are that stat, and I t- chuckled to myself. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, all the Medvedev fans listening to us—they're going to be disappointed. Well, the uh, thing is, a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's good for the game," and you know, he's a new character. And I mean, and especially at the U.S. Open um, uh, two years ago, it's like, "Oh, he could be a villain," and that's fun. And I'm like, I don't really love villains in our sport. No, I love you, you, you know, compassionate, like cool, level-headed people. I mean, That's fair. we're a Andy Murray podcast, but like yeah. people that can actually like hold their own like against umpires and be nice to them and be civil. And I think That's fair. the first impressions of Medvedev early on were not good. And y'all can Google about Medvedev. Yeah, history, yeah. And that's, fair. that's yeah. more the thing. So yeah, no, I can. It's been an evolution. Yeah, I can. I can understand that. Like if you. Yeah, he's definitely got, a, you know, a questionable... He's definitely done some very questionable things in the past. Uh, yeah, we, we won't dive into it here, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I do understand why he can rub people up the wrong way a little bit. But, um, but yeah, no, just generally, like, it'll be intriguing to see what he can do on clay. Because, yeah, he's obviously... Um, he's obviously one of the best. If, yeah, he's obviously got the firepower. He's, you know, clearly... Um, very apparently one of the best hardcore players in the world at the moment um like he's very very good so uh, yeah it'll be it'll be really interesting to see although yeah who did he sorry like on that note who did he who because he played he played miami right who did medvedev lose to in miami like he i don't know i didn't watch that match I, oh yeah you don't watch medvedev okay. uh yeah he, he didn't win miami so i mean that was a that was a shock and <laughs> uh, that was a surprise because uh, yeah many people were penciling him in as soon as um they realized that both um Djokovic and nadal were not playing uh-huh. um uh so yeah he, he he lost there so yeah it'll be interesting to see what he can do um other than that yeah, uh, Nadal in the third round against Dimitrov. I saw a few Nadal fans panicking a little bit about that. Um, God bless Grisha. I don't, I wouldn't panic. If you're a Rafa Nadal fan and panicking against Dimitrov, I mean, Rublev, yes. Like, he's up in his half, his section, so... He's definitely, and uh, Roberto Batista Agut is right up there too. So both of them can do damage. Um, I honestly don't see anybody else in his quarter that can really be like, okay, you're not winning Monte Carlo. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. The only thing I would say about Grigor, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally on the same playing field as you. Like, I really, I'm, I very much doubt that he's going to prove hugely challenging but he did he not was it was it not against rafa a couple of years back at, at this very tournament at monte carlo like he put up a really it was a really good match against rafa i do think if i remember right he did lose um but it was a good good effort which i which i think is part of kind of like that is Dimitrov a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Like he always puts up a I very, very good effort. Say, makes a good effort, but doesn't come through with the titles in the end. But yeah. I've actually uh, seen him uh, play Cincy and win it. In oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. So I mean, you've he, seen him at the very can, top. <laughs> you know, win a good match, but then who knows? Right he, now, he's 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 not gonna. Yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah, I th- I think I'm with you. I don't. 
I don't see Nadal losing before the final. Um, I, I, I would be surprised. Yes, Rublev could challenge him. That would be a good match. I would like to see that. Um, Medvedev, like, yeah, obviously a lot of people are like Medvedev in the semi-finals, but like, is Medvedev making it there? I, I, I don't know. I, I, unless he's really improved, improved his clay court game, I would be surprised to see Medvedev there. Medvedev, I feel like might go out. Oh wait, um, uh, Fabio Fanini would possibly meet Medvedev in the third round. Um, yeah, didn't Fabio win Monte Carlo? <laughs> yeah, Is that the did. one that he randomly? Yes, he did. I mean, not randomly. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> I mean, he's another favorite, uh, quote unquote, of mine. Um, <laughs> and more so. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. He played Andy in Rome. Um, and Andy yelled, for some odd reason, I can't move. And so Fabio prepared to drop shot him like multiple times afterwards. And so <laughs> that's the reason why I hate Fabio. Dislike him. That, 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 but, but that's not the only running that they've had. They've had yeah. more run-ins than oh, that, yeah. of course. But <laughs> like, that's what fame. really started it. That's, that's what, fair. No, yeah. I can understand. I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. I brought my voodoo doll out after that. <laughs> okay, but okay, okay, okay. Then if we're putting you on the spot here, like if that is a th- if that is a match that happens, if it is Medvedev uh, versus um, versus Fognini, who, who who would you support? Uh, that's a good question. It would have to be Fabio. Um, it would it would be it would be fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, fair play. Diego's right up at the top. Um, of their um, little quarter. Um, do you think you think he'll come through? And there? so I would say Diego would beat. I think Diego can beat Fabio and Medvedev easily, but I, I think I would like to see Diego beat Fabio because that's a good guy against a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how I like view the lens of tennis. It's like. Okay, the good underdogs beating the people who win too many tournaments. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I would like to. I, I I would like to see him come through. I I do. I'm quite a Schwartzman fan. I do quite. I do quite like Schwartzman. Um, yeah. So that that's that's an interesting result. Sitsi uh, passed. I saw a few people chat about his route to the title. I. I uh, he, yeah, obviously, yeah, he's penciled into facing Berrettini in the quarterfinals. Um, with Djokovic waiting in the semis for him. Uh, do I see Tsitsipas? Well, I mean, he did really well. Uh, the French Open yeah. obviously pushed Novak to, to five, um, there in that match that he played. Uh, so yeah, 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 okay, okay. And he's be, in fact, did he not, did he beat? Ra- was it Rafa or Novak that he beat on clay a couple of years back? I think it was Rafa. He he's, beat Rafa on clay, he's right? He's beaten Rafa on clay, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it was at Madrid, I think. Ooh, I think it was Madrid. I'm sorry. My memory's a little fuzzy on that. I think it was Madrid. I think it was Madrid that he beat Rafa. Um, so, yeah, though that... that Yeah, Sitzpass could play well on clay. Yeah, he can yeah. play well on clay. Oh, It'll yeah, be interesting. Um, He could face Lorenzo Musetti, the young guy, um, or Aslan Kretsov in the second round. And that would be a good... That's a great first round matchup. Of that's course. a fantastic That would be a great match. second round match for 
whoever yeah. sits pass plays. Yeah, um, that that's exciting. And then there's also Felix uh, versus uh, Christian Garian. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a good match, hopefully. Can um, can we talk? Can we talk? Since you since you bring up Felix, can we talk about the big Felix news this week? Did you see it? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can we talk? Yeah, so Felix um, has kind of out of nowhere, right? Or kind of out of nowhere, yeah. but also, but all is it out of nowhere? Kind of out of nowhere, but also kind of not out of nowhere. Um, has hired. Uh, I I mean, I imagine he doesn't call him Uncle Tony, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I imagine he doesn't call him Uncle Tony. Uh, Rafa Nadal's uncle, uh, Uncle Tony, who is who coached Rafa for who's coached Rafa for probably like nine. I would say ninety nine percent of his career. Uh, if you're counting like one percent in the last couple of years, because they stopped working together a couple of years back. Um. And Rafa's still done fantastically well. <laughs> uh, and Uncle Tony was has been watching Rafa's academy, helping helping the academy run. But now he is returning to coach, but not coach Rafa. He's going to be coaching. Yeah, he's going to be coaching Felix, the the young twenty year old. Think Felix is still twenty. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an odd one, right? It's a bit of a, Bit of a strange combination. Um, Felix has trained at Rafa's academy quite a bit. I think that's kind of how how they've came into contact. Um, but yeah, I mean, how how do you see that one playing out? How do you see that one going? That that coaching partnership playing out? I think it's great to um, have somebody like Tony show that, of course, that Felix has you know the potential of the next gens, and hopefully he'll play better on clay and i mean i would not mind him winning a few clay court tournaments and even yeah. the french open i mean why not that'd be fantastic we know we'd be fantastic i think i i i think maybe like as, as far as i've kind of read from people who are relatively big felix fans is that you know uh there's probably Felix is probably still young enough that there's quite a bit maybe like technique wise that he needs to change a little bit like um you know I think when when you get to like you know like mid 20s as a professional tennis player you're not going to change a huge amount technique wise but I think Felix is still kind of young enough that there is maybe a little bit of technique you know uh, tips and tricks that Maybe Tony can help out with there, um, but I I would also inv- imagine that this is like a really a hiring to help with his mental game, right? Because Felix's problem is um, massively mental, especially in terms of finals lost. Uh, do do you do you know off the top of your head how many in a was row? It five. Do you know? I thought I'm I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was seven. I thought it was seven. Seven. Ooh. Yeah, I thought it seven? was. I thought it, it was. Maybe, was it maybe five I'm... before and then it started, like, sit, obviously, as we're counting? Um, I remember five as a stat. Let me quickly Google that. Felix. Yeah, let's Google that real quick. And like, uh, again, guys, can you tell that we just oh, do absolutely He has seven runner-up finishes on the ATP tour. Seven? Whew. That is, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. So... Yeah, you you would hope you would hope that that Uncle Tony, uh, which do we still call him Uncle Tony? Do we just call him yeah, Tony? I don't know. I call him <laughs> like, Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony. Um, yeah. So I I feel like yeah I I feel like he yeah it'll be really interesting to see what kind of work he does with Felix. I saw some people kind of thinking it wouldn't work out that long. Um, I saw some people predicting it wouldn't last that long. 
Um, but you know what? I would I I would be intrigued. I'm I, I'm quite intrigued by it. I think it's a you know, it's an interesting combination, and it makes any possible kind of Felix Nadal match in the future a must see. Right? Like, oh yeah, a must see, especially if it happens at any tournament that uh, Tony is at. Obviously. I imagine Tony's not traveling full time with Felix. I think it's kind of very much. Uh, um, I don't think it's like a full time coach kind of th- like deal. I think it's a kind of at select tournaments, right? As far as I'm aware. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be really really interesting to see kind of what what happens there with those two. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess we'll maybe see a little bit of their kind of results come in Monte Carlo this week. I don't know. Like it's probably too early. Probably too early to see any major kind of big things but um who knows who knows we might be talking in a week's time about the new monte carlo champion felix and we'll be like wow uncle tony did a good job (laughs) (laughs) really good really good job yeah um so yeah let's uh, we'll uh we'll wait we'll wait and see with that um any other any other intriguing intriguing matches that stand out for you this coming week oh yeah um there's quite a few um so uh monfils plays uh pablo andujar um, so that's a fun one i hope he goes far yeah but mateo berrettini is in his section as well i do like mateo mm-hmm. um but then there's also the first round match of alejandro davidovich Fokina, mm-hmm. um who's amazing um one of uh uh my friends said that he's like a bad guy and he's a frat boy <laughs> um but i think i think he's fine yeah. Um, and he's playing Alex, who um, played him at the Wimbledon Juniors, um, and Alejandro actually won, so that's going to be a fun match. That will be fun. Rematch. That'll be enjoyable. Um, that's exciting. And then, so, whoever wins from Alejandro and Alex plays Mateo, so that's going to be a good second round. Other than that, I don't know, first round-wise, uh, who I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to other actually miramir uh kachmanovich he's a decent player right yeah i think so he is playing fabio um in the first round so, uh, i mean i mean if fabio loses in the first round i'll be sad but, yeah yeah i mean I'm not so sad. <laughs> you'll be sad but you'll also you know you'll be fine um what was also the news about um uh, the fun, the fun news about uh, Rublev and Martin. Uh, that's that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Af- yes, yes. After <laughs> after the last few events, they were. Uh, oh yeah. Drawn to uh, dra- drawn in the first round. I think it was the first round of the last two, last few events. And, uh, yeah, they've played each other way too much lately. Rublev has kind of dismantled them both times, and you. Uh, I think he said something after his first match with him that he. Didn't want to play Rublev again on the tour, and then the very next tournament yeah, they were drawn to face that. each other. So we can celebrate for him that he is not drawn to face Rublev, and they are actually in totally different halves, I think. So who knows? That might be a so final. He uh, is playing. Martin is playing Lorenzo Sonego in the first oh. round, and Sonego is a decent player. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little worried about that match. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. It makes it makes that must see though. That's an intriguing one. That's an intriguing one. Oh yeah. That's uh. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, any other, any other, any other standouts? Uh, other than the first round, um, no, not that I can see. I mean, Guido uh, Pea is playing Luca Pui. Um, 
And so it's good that Luca got a wild card, and I hope he's going to play well. Yeah, I, the, the, yeah, I would be quite excited to see to see him make a run if you know when when a couple of matches here. I think it would be it would be it would be exciting to see. Um, go, you know what? Like you know something that we totally yeah we totally blanked on very very briefly actually. Um, I want to go back to uh, just because I love him. Uh, Gail, you mentioned Gail Monfils. Uh huh. He, uh, yeah, he's getting married, right? He's getting married. He got engaged just yeah. last week. Yeah, sorry. I, I love tangenting off tennis just to talk oh, no, about other stories. Oh, you're fine. We need to talk uh, about Yeah. So you, Jem's life is back. Jem's life is back. Yeah. Alina and Gail uh, got got engaged just a few, couple of days ago. Um, I, I think it's been a little bit of an odd year for them because I'm pretty sure they broke up at the start of the year. And then... <laughs> Uh, they, yeah, they broke up, and then there were hints and signs that they were back on, and then suddenly they're engaged. So, um, I mean, th- yeah, great, 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 great news. Because I think uh, Gail was definitely having a bit of a rough few months, especially after that Australian yeah. Open exit. He was kind of yeah, a little bit, little bit down. He was pulling out of quite a few tournaments as well. Um, but uh, you, you do kind of feel that Gail is one of those players who. Uh, kind of plays his best tennis when he's in a very good like headspace, right? Like when he's playing, when yeah. he's happy as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see Gale play this week. I hoping for good things from him. Hoping for very, very good things from him. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Gale. I hope, I hope Gale can string together at least a few wins on the play this week. So, um, yeah, from. From all of from all of Murray Musings, all of our many staff members here at Murray Musings HQ, we've got so many staff. Uh, big big congratulations to them. Um, and yeah, yeah. we're uh, l- looking forward to seeing the wedding photos when it eventually happens. Um, yeah, uh, and somebody else that I also wanted to touch on. You mentioned him already as well, Aslan. Do we know he plays? Apparently, he plays well on clay. Somebody said that a clay was actually his best surface. I think. Or really? He says, he says, I think Aslan says, if you ask Aslan, he says his best favorite surface is clay. So, which is Uh-oh. intriguing because he has had yeah. outrageous results in the hardcore already this year when his first title. Um, so, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'll be intrigued to see because very, very hard hitting player, right? Very, very hard hitting. Not a huge amount of top spin, not much spin on his shots, I don't think. Um so yeah, he. I, I'm intrigued to see how his game kind of, kind of trans- translates. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm interested. Uh, I mean, it, you know, just because he says it's his favorite surface doesn't necessarily mean that you know he's it's his best surface. Those are two very different things. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, like who knows? He might crash out and you know be be terrible the first round. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm interested to see. What do you what do you make of him so far this year? Like, are you a fan? Are you a fan of him? So he beat Diego <laughs> at the Australian Open, um, in what the third round, um, and it was not a fun match to watch. Um, I literally turned it off after the third set. Um, switched over, excuse me, um, because I just couldn't see Diego. Like, I don't know where Aslan came from. I mean, he just roared at, right out the gate for the Australian Open and said, hey, you know, even though I've played challenger tournaments, like, I'm here, and I'm here to stay. It's, um, and, yeah, and, wins, wins Dubai. Wins Dubai, <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah, um, yeah like, I, I don't know. I can't think really think of another story like that. Like, 
because Aslan is yeah. We, if you don't know his story, if people are listening, don't don't know Aslan. He's twenty seven years old, so he's not exactly young in any way. Um, he's yeah, definitely you know, middle middle of the field kind of um for for, for pro tennis players. Not that twenty seven is old by any means, but um definitely yeah definitely a really quite late bloomer in terms of results <laughs> like playing his very very best tennis at 27 like you know obviously we've seen people in the past who have came out of nowhere and got massive massive wins like you know your lucas Russells against nadal at wimbledon and stuff but uh-huh. none of them have backed it up in the way that aslan has none of them have backed up in the way that aslan has because yeah aslan's results this year is crazy to watch crazy to watch so yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Aslan um, the rest of this year. But yeah, de- as you say, kind of seems like he's here to stay. Like there's no kind of, um, no moving Aslan. I don't think, I don't think anyone's stopping him. Um, but how he does on clay, we'll see. How he does on grass, we'll see. Because I think a lot of these players, yeah, they get big, big results on on hard court, but. You take them off hard and we'll... Yeah, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be exciting. I'm excited to see. I'm excited. You know what I'm excited about this week? Um, despite Andy's absence, which, you know, is, is good. It's good. But, you know, I will be watching all these matches and being like, Andy would have done this better. Andy would have done that better. <laughs> 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 which I think we always do. We always do as Andy fans. Um, yeah. But, okay. Put you on the spot. Put you on the spot right here, Peter. Who is winning... Monte Carlo. I think this is going to be a tough question for me to answer. Um, I'm probably penciling in Rafa. You're penciling in Rafa. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, Interesting. why not? Interesting. I mean, it's either Rafa or Stefanos. I would love for them to meet in the final. You would. Um, that would be fun. Okay. Okay. I. I feel like I can't pick Rafa now. I feel like I can't pick Rafa now because you've, t- you've taken... You can always pick Rafa. <laughs> but I just want to pick one of your favorites, like Djokovic. Um, I think I will go... I'm going to go... I'm going to be really... You know, people are going to be screaming at us. Yeah, I'm going to pick Rafa as well. Yeah, you know, but I'm going to explain why I'm picking Rafa. I'm going to explain. Obviously, Rafa at Monte Carlo, like, he doesn't really need much explanation, but I'm going to explain why yeah. I'm going to go with him over, you know, my boy Novak. So, love, love Novak. So, I, I, I'm i going to go with Rafa this week and say that Rafa's going to win because he, like, deliberately, and I know Djokovic pulled out of Miami as well. He pulled out of Miami, pulled out, you know, pulled out of tournaments. But I, I think... I think I like w- with Rafa. Like he's so so focused on clay all the time. Like you, you've seen, we've yeah. already seen videos. We've seen like you know practice sessions. We've seen he's so so determined on clay. Like uh, you know obsessively determined with clay courts. Uh, and yeah, I'm and I'm sure you know I'm sure the rest of them are as well. I'm sure Djokovic is totally focused. But like I just yeah, I mean I he, it's like it's like. Nadal deliberately pulled out of Miami to get ready for clay. Like, and yeah, like, yeah. Djokovic did as well. I'm sure another few players did as well. But, like, Nadal really did. So, like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think Nadal kind of come out the gates firing. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, I'll say, I'll say Djokovic. I'm going to be boring. I'm going to pick one and three. I'm going to pick one and three, like, to, yeah. to, to win the event. But you're going to go with, you're going to go with Stefanos for your second. For your second choice, uh, that's who I'd 
like for him to be in the final. Um, or Mateo. I wouldn't mind that. Berrettini in the final? Yeah, I mean, you could see it. Like, yeah, Fognini, Fognini, Fognini won the event. <laughs> I could definitely. Who? Fognini won the event. I, yeah. I don't remember that match. <laughs> you know, I was about to be like, Peter, you remember? You do remember. <laughs> we talked about it like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You know what? When we're sitting here next week, we'll, 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 we'll analyze that. We might have a guest on next week. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed we do. Uh, but, you know, even even if we do have a guest on, we'll we'll definitely chat a wee bit about Monte Carlo. Um, something else that we want to touch on, because we didn't want to make this episode super long because of our last few. Uh, but one other thing that we did want to touch on in this episode, I think, was the French Open news, right? About what, what had happened with French Open, right? Yes. What happened with the French Open? Peter, <laughs> you tell me, because there was so much. Was... That's a very good question. Um, so let me pull up the uh, actual announcement. Please do. Um, so what's going on is there is going to be, of course, matches during the day, uh-huh. and then finally, because Paris is Paris, uh-huh. um, there is going to be some night matches. Uh-huh. Um, excuse me, not some. I believe it's just one. Just one. I is it? Is mistaken? it? Is it? So is it? Is it one night match per night? Right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken from what I read. Um, okay. Let me actually read the um, press release uh, from uh, Roland Garros. Um, following the RMC Sport article, the 10 night sessions exclusively reserved for men, um, the FFT would like to underscore that Roland Garros women and men enjoy an equal footing, notably when it comes to prize money. In this vein, two women's and two men's matches are to be programmed daily on court Philippe uh, Chartrier. The day's play will therefore consist of three-day matches and one night match. The fourth match, the match of the day, which will be played from 9pm, could be either a men's or women's match, depending on the order of play decided upon by the head of uh, the tournament umpire. <clears throat> and so, with that being said, uh, the French Open has been notorious with playing more men's matches yeah. at night mm-hmm. and showcasing them mm-hmm. on uh, Chartrier um, than uh, Suzanne Longline. Yeah. Um, so, who knows what the French will decide to do? Are you doubtful? Like are you French? are you doubtful of it? Uh, yes. Are you skeptical? Very. Yeah, yeah. I got that impression yeah. when we chatted about it the other day. You think it's going to be a lot more men's matches on that on that time? Oh zone. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can probably I can see that happening. But you know, it'll be it'll be intriguing because they have released that very kind of it's a very clear cut statement. Like people can literally be like, uh, guys, like if that kind of thing does happen, like they can be like, uh, folks, uh, <laughs> you literally said this. <laughs> And you've put like one women's match on night match and like seven men's. Like, what's going on? Um, but you could be right. The the French Tennis Federation they kind of do what they want, exemplified by the fact that they also moved their Grand Slam event entirely by a week. Uh, so we starting a week later. <laughs> Started the entire week later because didn't you know, Peter? Didn't you know that COVID will just be eliminated in France over that one week? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't that's, didn't you hear? That's- worrisome um so that's hopefully everything will be fine with them and it won't be a event that'll be marred by 
That was the reason, though, right? That was the reason that they moved. That's what it sounds like. That's what all reports were saying. Hey, you know, <sighs> we're having a, a surge, and uh, from what people were thinking, um, I didn't hear any specific like this is why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but which is I'm guessing that's the case. Which is really strange because you're like, what's a week gonna do? <laughs> like, what is a week gonna do? Like, yes. Um. I, I I would never say let's cancel the French Open because obviously yeah don't you never want to cancel it but like unless Novak wins <laughs> you're like we can cancel it after the events happen uh, <laughs> the event can happen Novak wins it and then we'll cancel it we'll just be like no no it doesn't count um, uh, the Novak fans who are listening to us, of, of which there are many, I have no doubt. Uh, Bless them. Uh, yeah, we, we love you guys. We love you guys. I love Novak. I love Novak. Peter just despises him. Uh, no, it's not true. <laughs> we should end this episode before we go off tangent. One other thing that I did want to quickly mention. Um, usually we spend an episode a little bit of a portion of time like analysing like the week's matches before. We didn't really touch on uh, what happened in Miami much. Did you want to say something about, uh, like, did you see much of the matches in Miami at all, Peter? What did you make of the event? Did you did, did you watch it at oh, all? Oh, yeah. Um, so I watched um, Barty play. Oh, yes. Pretty well. Yes, Barty played I mean, unbelievably she's well. She's number one for a reason. She is. She so is. There's that. Good to see Bianca um, back, though, then, right? Uh, yes. Um, so I saw her match um, against Sakari, and I... Loved it. It was good quality from the both of them. Um, sadly, Bianca had to uh, withdraw in the final. Um, so I wish um, Maria could have been in that final. Um, but I mean, hopefully, BB will be back and better. Fingers crossed. And fingers yeah, crossed. Pulling out and being injured uh, too many times i know a lot of people are critical of barty um at the moment just because they feel like she doesn't really um i think maybe for a mix of reasons a mix of reasons maybe like she doesn't uh, uh-huh. for, for 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 them like barty doesn't have the kind of star power or you know isn't as outspoken on certain issues which you know we could discuss you know that's i think that's there's some valid criticism of of barty in that regard um but yeah i i, I think in terms of results you can't fault her right you can't fault her she you know Bar- barty yeah maybe it's benefited slightly from the rankings system being frozen but yeah, I mean, she went out there and she just defended her Miami Open title like <laughs> after having taken a year out of the game, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy performance. Are you, are you, are you you're a Barty fan yourself, Peter? You're a Barty fan yourself? I'm not fully on the Barty party. No. Um, shall we say? No. But I don't. I don't mind her game. That's fair. Uh, I love her personality more than her game. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, her slice is just amazing. Oh. Oh, on so, point, on I mean, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top notch. Yeah, uh, it reminds mm-hmm. me of Justine Ennis, and so I loved her game, and she was one of my favorite uh, players. So I can see a little bit of uh, Justine and Ash, and I think Ash has a great personality and greater potential to win more majors. I would so concur. I would concur. I, I don't mind her winning. No more no no i i would agree like i i, I just i kind of think 
I, I, you know what I do like about Barty is that like she is a kind of example of um, uh, there's an Andy Murray esque feel about the fact that she has learned to win without using power. Uh, you know, huge amounts of power placement, like huge amounts of like hitting the ball as hard as you can, hard as you can, hard as you can. Like she's a very clever player. She uses slice to mix things up. She drop shots. She lobs. She, you know, um. Yeah, which is a very kind of Annie Murray-esque kind of game style about about her, which is, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate watching her, I, I, you know, when she's on, I will always tune in, but like, yeah, I think, I think for some people she doesn't, you know, set their world alight, which is fine, people have opinions, um, but yeah, it'll be exciting to see what Barty does, um, any of the men's matches you catch any of those at all, or? Oh yeah, yeah? so I watched the final with uh, Hercotch and Sinner, and that was, that was fun. Um, they're hitting for quite a few of the rallies. I was like, this is intense, and maybe Yannick can get it back into play. And uh, But, I mean, Hubie did what he had to do, and uh-huh. he won his first Masters. Which is crazy, isn't it? Like, definitely, again, we're an Andy podcast, we're, we need to bring him up. Definitely a bit of the Andy about his game, isn't there? Definitely a little yeah. bit of the Andy about her yeah. catch's game. Like The way he... Tr- twirls his racket when he serves his hat like his forehand isn't as like complete like andy's but i mean it's not like a grisha and a grieger and a roger federer moment with pretty much identical no movements. no no but no. hubie has shades of andy Murray, yeah which a lot of people love yeah a lot so. yeah obviously obviously yeah we're we're big fans of him on this show because of that um yeah it'll be really really intriguing to see what what he can do sinner um his time will come right like sinner's time's gonna oh, yeah. come like still a young player uh still so much potential in his game um i i really as much as much as I did want, I was happy to see Hubie win. Um, I, I I really you know I'm quite a big Sinner fan. You know, just because like somebody's got a name like Yannick Sinner, like such a cool name, like easily the coolest name, like of tennis players, like so so cool. Like can you imagine like on a, on your trophy like Sinner? Oh, so cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I'm a big fan of his game. I think his game is fantastic. Um, so. Yeah, really, really, really excited to see what what happens there. Uh, you know, there obviously there were a few upset results there. Sitsipas went out, Medvedev went out, um, and the women's Naomi went out. That was a big one. Uh, Naomi, biggest, yeah. biggest hardcore player going. Um, so yeah, the 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 last kind of North North American kind of like hard, hardcore, um, tra- and now transitioning to clay. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, there's a few kind of surprising results here and there. So. I'm uh, I'm excited for Clay, which is I'm, I'll I'll be even more excited when Andy confirms what he's doing. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you said you were excited for Clay, I'm like I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I, I could be. Like Andy, just let us know. Uh, sorry, we went on about that too much. This episode went on longer than me and Peter intended it to. Um, but <laughs> we we thought we would just do a little episode, just me and Peter, uh, chatting chatting about a few things. Is there anything else you want to mention in this episode, Peter? Is there anything else you wanted to drop in here, or um, what do you think? We had kind of mentioned mm. um, briefly about uh, guests, hopefully uh, coming on, and I would just like to um, have a welcome invitation to any and all guests that think that you know they'd love to. 
uh, chat um, with us. We want to amplify all of the voices in the tennis community that either, you know, do their own podcasts or um, have their own magazines um, or even um, have uh, kind of do their own um, tennis academies. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have uh, some people, I won't name all <laughs> the people <laughs> that I'd like uh, to have on. Um, but definitely, uh, if you're wanting to uh, join us for mm-hmm. a little guest stint, uh, just uh, DM us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just add to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, yeah. I, Anyone listening, like I know a few of our regular listeners, because uh, we have regular listeners now, Peter. We have regular listeners. It excites me. Um, have 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 listened to quite a few of our episodes. Um, yeah, very very thankful to you guys for for sticking with us. And yeah, like if if anyone of you guys, like the only the only thing, we're the only place where we draw a line, and we're like, no, you're not coming on. If you're not, you know, even you're not, if you're not even slightly on an Andy Murray, you know, if you're not even slightly an Andy Murray fan, unfortunately, we're closing the door in your face. Um, other than that, <laughs> other than that, yeah, like, you know, if you can't, you feel like you got something to say, you, you know, you, if you have something to promote, even that's absolutely fine. We're, we're open, we're open, exactly. like, you know, anything at all, or you just want to come on and talk about how much you love Andy with us for half an hour, an hour get in touch with us. I'm sure most of you guys, like our, our links to our actual accounts are, on our Twitter page where we promote obviously this podcast, just get in touch with one of us or or the account directly, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the episode. We're totally open to that. Um and yeah, like thanks for listening. Um, our last episode with Ben, um, actually broke two hundred listens. Uh, so that's amazing. Um and yeah, I we've got a few ideas. We've got a good few ideas of uh, for for future guests in the in the next few in the next few months, guys. So stick with us. We've got a uh, we've got good times coming, don't we? Uh, so yeah, on that note, let's wrap up this episode. Um, yeah, thank you very much once again, guys, for tuning in to Murray Musings. I've been Scott. He's been Peter. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye.